Welcome to the Hour of Glory broadcast with Reverend Jonathan Ekuban, Senior Pastor, Springs of Life Chapel International. It's our prayer that you receive the heavenly touch that you so much desire as you listen to the message today. Now, here is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. You make my life so beautiful. We praise you and we bless you. We pray that you speak your word unto us, line upon line, precept upon precept. Give us depth of your understanding into your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Tell somebody, work in kingdom prosperity. The first thing I want you to know is that it is the desire of God for you to prosper. In Psalm 35, verse 27, the Bible says, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. That means that it is the pleasure of God that you should prosper. You see, it's a, a big shame and a serious indictment on any rich father to see his child poor. That is why parents transfer wealth onto their children. When you see a wealthy parent, he wants to make sure that his children are dressed well, they're well eaten. It is well with them. In fact, most of the time, parents will sacrifice their comfort so that their children will get good things. Amen. And so it is the desire of God that you should prosper. It is never the desire of God for you to walk in poverty. Poverty comes from the devil and prosperity comes from God. So anytime you see poverty, it means the devil is actually at work. Amen. Your prosperity comes according to the degree of light, illumination that you have which we are going to be talking about. Amen. Now, one doesn't just get up to prosper. There are various ways by which we prosper. A lot of times, people think that all you have to do is just be praying and praying and praying. One key doesn't open every door. Amen. So, for each door, there is a specific key. And when it comes to prosperity... The Bible says in Genesis 8:22, So long as the earth remains, there's seed time and harvest time. That means that one of the major keys that open prosperity is giving. So I'll quickly give you the pillars we are going to be going through over the period. And then we zero in on today's own. When you see a house, you can see that the house is standing on pillars. This building that we're in, the roof is on pillars. So in the same way too, for you to prosper, there are certain pillars that you must erect. The first pillar is giving. Number two is working. The Bible says, he who does not work should not eat. So working. The Bible also says, God blesses the work of our hands. Number three is thinking. Ephesians 3.20 Unto him God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or can think. You cannot get beyond your thinking. Amen? You can't get beyond your thinking and your seeing. If you've not seen something, you cannot get it. You've got to see. That's why the Lord told Abraham. He said that look from where you are. All the land you see, so shall it be unto you. Wow. All the land you see. So what you see is what you get. Your hair do you do. You have seen it before. Your dress that you wear... You've seen a style before. So you tell a dressmaker, so something similar. So what you see is important. 
what you think is important. Number four, trusting. When you think something, then you begin to trust. Amen? The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. So, trust is important. Then, after, when you trust God for something, the next thing is waiting. They that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount away. Wait. So, waiting on God. Waiting involves both holding on, pressing on, persevering. And then, talking. Talking has to do with confessing the word. You shall have what you say. Whosoever, Mark eleven twenty three and 24. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. He shall have what he says. Say, I will have what I say. Say it again. For the last time. You see, if you keep speaking poverty, me I don't have, me I don't have, you see that you are bound with that spirit. And that is a problem with most of us Africans and especially Ghanaians. Poverty and prosperity is a mentality. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. And because you are thinking you don't have, you don't practice what will bring you into prosperity. And when you are poor in your mind, no matter the oil that is poured on your head, and no matter if any amount of money that is given to you, you still think, I don't have. Hallelujah. So it is important to know that you are the child of the Most High God. And your prosperity is not necessarily based on the work you do. It is based on your covenant principle with God. I'm going to be teaching you the word of God on that. Amen. So never think that because I sell tomatoes, I am not good enough. I sell pepper. I sell salt. I've known people that have sold charcoal and have become millionaires. Amen. It's a mindset. So it's very, very important that you have the right thinking. So number one is giving. The pillars. Number one is what? Giving. Number two, working. Number three, thinking. Number four, trusting. Number five, waiting. Number six, talking. And number seven, thanking. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, it says that, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with God, thanksgiving. So after every prayer, let me tell you this, after every prayer, thank God for it. Thanking God for it means that you are believing that He's done it for you. And the Bible says He's the God who always declares the end from the beginning. So it means that once you thank him, it is done. It's a done deal. Amen. Okay, I told you that the Lord delights in the prosperity of his people. So God wants you to prosper. Have that thing strong in your mind. As people drive their cars, God wants you to drive your car. Ask the people who drive cars today. Some of them five years ago, they were not driving cars. Some of them ten years ago, they were not driving cars. Some of them fifteen years ago, they were in abject poverty. Twenty years ago. But they told themselves that, I can also make it. And you can make it. You may be born in the interior by the inferior, but you've been chosen by the superior. You didn't hear me. I said you may be born in the interior by the inferior, but you've been chosen by the superior, so you are bound for glory. You may be born in the gutter, but the gutter is not your place. You must rise up from the gutter onto the land of glory. Can I have an amen? amen. That is what God has ordained for you. So 
killed that poverty mentality. My grandmother was like this. My grandfather didn't have this. And now for our family, you have been disqualified from being a person of poverty. Amen. Amen. You have been released from that place. You are not a poor person. If your friends are saying you are poor, minus you. I say minus you. And you see, when you begin to think right and begin to talk right, you will see something that is going to change your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 9. I saw this scripture. It changed my life many years ago. He said, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Do you believe the fact that Jesus came to die for you and that he died for your sins? Yeah, if he died for your sins, it means he died for your sins means that he took your place in sin. That you walk in righteousness. Okay, put the scripture on hold and let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he has made him to be sin. That's referring to Jesus. Who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Do you believe this scripture? Okay, now put the scripture still on hold and go back to verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Amen. Yeah. You see, it's important that our minds are liberated. And we have understanding. And sometimes, see, when we pray some prayer, we don't even believe the prayer we are praying. Because you are just wrote that. Hey, but you have to have a basis. Amen. Okay, Second Corinthians 5, 17. What does it say? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Do you believe this scripture? Yeah. Anybody who comes to Christ, he's a new creature. This is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. We'll be right back. Keep listening. Are you afflicted, troubled, confused? Do you need the touch of God? Join us this and every Friday for prayer, miracle, and healing service from 6.30 p.m. And God will answer every prayer and your heart's desires. May the work of your hands be blessed. May you receive the promotion of God and the defense of God. And wherever you go, may the doors of glory and favor be open unto you. Welcome back. Stay tuned. Since you met the Lord, great change has taken place in your life. Yeah. Maybe some of us used to smoke, we used to drink, we stopped that. Some of us, like Friday night, Friday, Saturday night, we're spending the time in some house, some boy's place or whatever. We are stopped. Now Saturday night, we are sleeping in our own bed. And Sunday morning, we are in church. Hallelujah. It's a blessing. So when we come to the Lord... He changes us. And we are made brand new creation. Hallelujah. So now, if you have given your life to Jesus, you are a brand new creation. You have a new life in you. Your skin color hasn't changed, but something has changed in your spirit, man. Your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You have become a child of God. And because you are a child of God, you have a right to the blessings of God. Can I have an amen? You have become an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. How do I know that? Romans chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. You need to understand these things. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are. We are. We are. Say, I'm a child of God. 
Say, I'm a child of God. Say, I'm a child of God. Okay. Now, we are children of God. And if children then, who are heirs? Talk to me about. Who, who is an heir? Yeah? Somebody who has a right to an inheritance. Is that right? If children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. It means that what it belongs to our father belongs to us. Oh. Do you know that children don't beg for food? I don't know, but my children don't come and say, eh, eh, Daddy, pl- eh, Daddy, please, will you give me food? No, no, no. What food is that? Do you have cornflakes there? Do you have equip me there? Is there banco and fetre there? Which, what is there? He said, there's this and there's this and that. He said, I like this one. I like this. Are you getting me? They choose what they want to eat. And when you are a child of God also, you, you, know, you are not a beggar. You see, you have to begin to have that mindset. All you do is rather you ask for what you want. Are you get what I'm saying? Okay. Now, if you believe in 2 Corinthians 5.17, is that right? And that you have now become a child of God, and therefore you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. Now, 2 Corinthians 5, we are, now we are moving fast forward. 5.21. It says that he has made us to be righteous. We are, we are come what? The righteousness of God. So now, righteousness of God means you have a right nature of God. Right relationship with God. Amen? Do you believe in this scripture? That now, after being born again, now you can communicate with God. Is that right? God has become your, God is your father and God is your friend and you relate well with him. Okay. Now, we'll go to the Second Corinthians 8 now. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor, that through his poverty, you might be rich. Amen? Amen. Okay. Can you come, sir? This is Jesus Christ. He said, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sakes he became poor. So, for the sake of us here, the church, he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. So, he removed his jacket. He, the man doesn't want to remove his jacket. And he gave it to him. You see? So now, he has become poor of a jacket. And have you seen that the guy is looking good now? Yeah. He is transformed. So when you come to Christ, that's what Christ did. Christ took away. Christ became poor so that you become rich. And the truth is that there are a lot of parents that they could have bought themselves Mercedes Benz. They could have bought themselves some Lexus. They could have built some house. They could have done some stuff for themselves. But for the sake of the education of their children. Listen. Some of you whose parents have not built. Don't insult them. Amen. If there are some things that you are expecting them physically to have. Don't insult them. Because you don't know the sacrifices they have to make. Their lives could have been much better. They could have been looking nicer. They could have been looking as nice as your auntie. The auntie you respect so much. And you look at your mother and you think your mother or your father, they don't look very nice. And sometimes you introduce your father as your uncle. Your uncle as your father. Some people do that. Some people do that. You don't know. Some of the ladies, how their cloth they had, that they could have shown to look good. They hide it. And on a bad day, you see that they have a cover cloth. Then they cover themselves. 
Then they've hidden the cloth and take care. I have some cloth here. How much will you buy? How much will you buy this thing for? Just so they can get a little amount of money, pay school fees, and some food. For your sake, they became poor. They looked tattered that tomorrow you will be well educated, drive a good car, have a nice house, and you look blessed. Such a woman you cannot ignore. And your wife must not stop her from coming to the house. You see, when you see somebody, eh, you don't know the input many people have put in their lives. I saw so At a certain state, if you saw him, you'd have ignored him. So those of you who got, you, you get a husband, you get hey, I don't want anybody to come. Hey, my friend, you don't want anybody to come and stay with you as if you have never stayed with anybody before. Hello? No, 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 no. We're also not saying people should come and sit on your head. There must be a balance. But don't shun off relations of your spouse. So you don't attract some problems on yourself. Are you understand what I'm teaching you? You see, most of us, all we are doing is some pastor will come. God will do this. Amen. Come and take the oil. Amen. Take it. Take it. One. Amen. Take it. Two. Amen. Take it. Three. Hey. No, no, no. I am teaching you primary principles of the word of God. Can I have an amen? So, for your sake, Christ became poor. In fact, his tie was removed. Remove. Christ, remove your tie. You see? So, Christ's tie was removed. So, he's tieless. Remove your belt. So, you see that? For his sake, Christ has become poor. No belt. Have you seen? Now, his, his trousers is now going to fall because of us. And he has no tie. Are you getting me? So all I'm trying to let you know is that Christ took our place that we will walk in prosperity. Thank you. But when, listen to me, let me put this here. This happened on the cross. Christ regained his prosperity after the resurrection. Is that right? Uh-huh. So get the balance well. So that's why Christ is still blessed and anointed. Amen. Okay. You, you know the fact that God wants you to be rich. Is that right? God wants you. Tell somebody, God wants me to be rich. Say it again. How do I know that? Third John 2. He says, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Now, you see, for everything there are secrets. Someone says secrets. Uh-huh. And in order to work in kingdom prosperity, you must have what we call kingdom secrets. Job chapter 29, verse 4 to 6. Now, Job was declaring the reason why he was blessed. In fact, the Bible declares that Job was eyes to the blind and then feet to the lame. Is that right? Then he said, as I was, can we read together one, two? As I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. Now, because Job had the secret of God, he said, when the Almighty was yet with me, when my children were about me, when I washed my steps with butter and the rock poured me out rivers of oil. It means that Job had secrets such that his steps were washed with butter and his feet were anointed with fresh oil. May that become your portion. 
I said, may that become your portion. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I have an amen? This is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. We'll be right back. Keep listening. Are you afflicted, troubled, confused? Do you need the touch of God? Join us this and every Friday for prayer, miracle, and healing service from 6.30 p.m. And God will answer every prayer and your heart's desires. May the work of your hands be blessed. May you receive the promotion of God and the defense of God. And wherever you go, may the doors of glory and favor be open unto you. Welcome back. Stay tuned. When the secret of God is upon you, it will cause you to be prosperous. How do I know that? The secret of God is knowing what the word of God says that you should know and do. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number 1 and 2, and verse number 11, and verse 11 to 13. It shall come to pass, if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and to do his commandments, which are commanded this day, that the Lord your God will set you on high. What are the commandments of God? His word, is that not it? He says that if you obey his commandments, then the Lord will set you on high. Do you want to be set on high? Then it means that you must know the commandments of God. In fact, in order to relate with anybody properly, you must know what the person likes and you do it. And everybody and what they like. And once you get to know what the person likes and you do it, that's it. If, when you are relating with people, you don't do for the person what you want, but what the person wants. If you are giving a gift to somebody... You don't give a gift of what you just like. Like a lady wants to give a lady's gift. You go and give pink handkerchief to a man. Oh, men don't like pink handkerchiefs. Is that right? Yeah, they want some nice shoes or you know, some jacket or stuff like that. You know? And if you are giving an African woman a gift, they may say, birthday, you don't want to say, I've sent you flowers. You say, flowers, here, yeah, Rihanna. You don't chew flowers. Uh, and a, a huge card that you have written. Okay, fine. The card is okay. But the African lady, she wants some wooden. She wants you know, some, some money attached. You know? And then, you know, she said, I'm going to arrange for you to go and fix your hair at Fair Choice or wherever. And uh, go and do some spa something. You know? And then there's this dress. Apart from the spa, Charlie. We, the African ladies, want to see something physical. Am I preaching the word of God? Yeah. Yeah. So you do for them what they like. Amen. Okay. Then he says the verse number two. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. If you hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. So you see, knowing the voice of God is important. Tell your friend, knowing the voice of God... Meaning knowing the word of God is important. Now jump to the verse of my 11. Verse of my 11 to 13. The Lord shall make you plenteous in goods. It means that if you know the word of God and you do it, then the Lord shall make you plenteous in goods. May this happen to you. The Lord shall make you plenteous in goods in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your cattle, in the fruit of your ground, and in your land. Verse 12. The Lord shall open. You see, the Lord wants to bless you so much that in these blessings, it starts with the Lord. Someone say the Lord. The Lord. And then it didn't say may, but it says shall. 
that is affirmative. He shall open unto you his good treasure. Do you believe the word of God? If he says he shall open unto you his good treasure, it means that there are treasures that are hidden that he shall unfold unto you. It means that the Lord shall reveal things for you to do. You see, when we talk about God blessing you, it doesn't mean that you are going to get cars raining from heaven down, and houses, and lands. But the Lord shall be with you and direct your paths. In fact, God leads the believer by what we call directed paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on your own, in all your ways, acknowledge you, and he shall direct thy paths. Let's read together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay, so now, follow me. This is the Lord. With all your heart. Is that right? And lean not on your own understanding. So when you are working with the Lord, you do what? You don't lean on your own understanding. So trust in the Lord. In all your ways. Watch him. Verse 6 and 7, please. In all your ways, what? Acknowledge him. It means that every decision you are taking, every step you are taking, acknowledge him. And he shall... He shall... So if you want a wife, as you are following him, he shall what? Direct thy path, and you'll find the right. So you are going. This is a divine secret I'm giving to you. If you never got anything, take this hope. Lean not on your own understanding. The lady may be seated here, but God is passing you here. Oh, what a word. This has been Reverend Jonathan Ekuban who brought you this message. You can call Reverend Jonathan Ekuban on 026-3316-457. That is 026-3316-457. Stay tuned. Same time next week. We can't end this broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make the greatest decision in your life. That is salvation. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just say this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner, lost and condemned to hell. I repent of my sin and ask for your forgiveness. I believe with all my heart that you died on the cross and rose up again for my sins. I open my heart to you and receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. Please take control of my life and make me what you want me to be. From today, I am yours and you are mine. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful gift of salvation. Amen. If you pray this prayer sincerely from your heart, then you are a child of God. Find a Bible believe in church and join or you can fellowship with us at Springs of Life Chapel International so you can grow up in your faith and fulfill your destiny in Christ Thank you for listening to the Hour of Glory broadcast. We hope you have been blessed by today's message. We invite you to join us at Springs of Life Chapel International and be part of a great family. Sundays, first service 6.30 to 8.30 a.m. Second service 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. We have our teaching service every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And prayer and miracle service every Friday from 6.30 p.m. 
You will find us on the Bachona Dogono Road off the Spintex Road at Bachona Ecobank Junction. You can always call plus 233-244-216-084 or plus 233-262-589-060. Email revjekuban at springsoflifechapel.org. Revjekuban is spelled R-E-V-J-E-K-U-B-A-N, one word. Visit our website springsoflifechapel.org and our Facebook page Springs of Life Chapel. Springs of Life is one word or Jonathan Ekuban.